Well, it sounds like it's the Andy Demanda Show intro music. That must mean we're on the air on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Andy Kimball. We have from UK, Amanda Love. Welcome to the program, everybody. Hello. Hello, sweetheart. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty darn good on this beautiful um, Wednesday. Wednesday it is. Wednesday. It really is. And I hope our uh, listeners are doing great as well. Always wish for Uh, them to be happy and healthy. Yes, you bet, around the world. 23 countries, thousands of followers, listeners on our infrared account, Instamatic, uh, inst, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, followers <laughs> on all of our accounts. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my dear, my dear, my Ho- dear. Hopefully, hopefully, not our, hopefully not our bank accounts. So I'm saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Let, let's just, mm-hmm. just sidestep that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's going oh, on, man? man? How you been? Oh, I've been good. Yeah, since, since our Monday show, since two in the last two days. Yes, since, since oh, I've been long. good. I've been yeah. very good. You know, enjoying this uh, cooler weather and, uh, like I said, going out for those walks with the, the leaves and the smoky air. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing some more um, behind the scenes today. And, what movie um, are we doing today? Which movie are we doing today? We've got some behind the scenes of the making of Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very good one. Our, uh, very, very good. Starring Hedwind. He- um, starring. Uh, our, uh, um, you know our, I mean? Hedwind. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that guy. That good. guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah. Let me get this right. Wes Craven was the one who... Did the movie, right? Yes. Who was the yes. one who played Freddy? Because I am trying to work that I, I, I mean, it's, I got the information all in front of me. I'm just, mm. um, I can't remember his name. Mm. It's written here. We'll go through it. We'll go through it. Isn't that bad? Time to go behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robert England? Yes. Yeah, yes. Robert England. Why did I think it was somebody else? You, you know, know a lot of people thought Robert England was quite strange. Mm. Yes, well, what he, do you he think? Did, uh, what, what do I think? I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think. It's a beautiful morning. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I hope you're enjoying your morning too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have been. I have been having some fun, you know, jamming the guitar, sketching out some new tunes, enjoying the beautiful sunshine we have here today in Southern California. And how, how's the weather been over there in, in the UK? There, where you're Fantastic. at? Um, well, it's been uh, just overcast all the time, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun trying to peek through, say hi, peekaboo, I'm still here. But um, mm-hmm. no, it's been overcast and it's been quite damp here in places. So, like I said. You know, it's 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 cooler, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody's got their their fires going, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's that time now, isn't it? All all those cozy vibes are setting in, uh, leading mm. up to winter, and all the smells and all the delicious foods that we'll be eating and consuming, and all the the spiced p- pumpkin drinks and mm. you know, I love that all that good stuff. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. When does yeah. uh, 
What is it's fall now, right? It became fall in September. I was going to say, yeah. when is fall start? Well, you see, you're in Southern California. It's like all, you know, so like it's beautiful, crisp, you know, 70s. But this could be typically summer in other parts of the country. So you kind of, oh yeah, there are seasons. It's, it's fall, but but here we don't. Get, yeah, we do get we we do get warmer and cooler and hot, but the yeah. seasons themselves, it just seems like one continuous season in a way. Unless you go yeah, I was going to say yeah. there's not much variation in, in like Mm-mm. obvious variation for you, is there? So no, I can understand why people would be like, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. can always, you can always, um, you can always travel to it. You can always travel to it. Hey, how's oh, our, um, how is our um, AMC doing? Have you have you done much with our AMC stock squeeze and prices and so forth? I think it's gone down even further. It has. It's gone down to thirty six point eight. Mm. Mm. That was the last. Oh, thirty-five point two. No, thirty-four point eight. Thirty-four point. Jumping. I shouldn't have Jumping in front of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> thirty-five, thirty-four, thirty-three. Yeah, I know. It literally was jumping to three different numbers right in front of my eyes. However, it's just updating itself very quickly. Um, hmm. I've got it in uh, because I got I use an, an iMac to do oh, all yeah. the work on. Of course, that's um, unbelievable. Yeah, I've got like a a side panel, which gives me all my temperatures and I've got the stocks on there, you know, all the useful little widgets. And uh, so, yeah, it literally just jumped three times in front of my eyes. So there we go. 34.8. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. It's a fighting. I I have never profited. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, get getting there. You know? <laughs> um, this is like uh, episode number three hundred and forty something on Coast to Coast here on the Andy Amanda Show, and it's just uh, so amazing that we're that we're here. And uh, oh, uh, another country came on board, and welcome. Oh, Vietnam. okay. Welcome Vietnam. Oh, really? Yeah, welcome Vietnam. Yeah, yep. So wow, um, that is great. Isn't that great? It really is. You know, I don't know what, uh, well, I guess that's what keeps it so interesting is we don't know really what we're doing here, but we have a fun time talking about the news, events, you know, issues in life, relationships, spirituality, Absolutely. sports, television, film. We kind of, there's nothing we don't touch here, I don't think, in the, in the year and a half we've been doing this. And, uh, that it's been, that uh, sounds quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> Put some donuts in front of me, I won't be able to resist them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know it's um <laughs> it's um you know i guess what um what makes the show so so incredible is um every day is special when you spend it with people you love yeah <laughs> i'm very true oh <laughs> but how's things there darling really uh, you know very good we're waiting for some more things to come out of the out of the Congressional Investigative Committee that's looking into the root cause of the insurrection on January 6th and waiting for more news to come out of there. I know that, uh, I think I mentioned in the last show that uh, Donald Trump did what he always does and that he's part of a lawsuit uh, yeah. because Biden um, ixnayed his claim for executive privilege on some documents uh, that Congress wanted to see. The Congressional Committee who's investigating insurrection wanted to see, I should say, um, and um, uh, he claimed executive privilege. Biden denied that privilege, rightfully so. 
And uh, so what did Trump do? Filed another frivolous lawsuit that he thinks he, you know, just delay things. He probably knows just like his other lawsuits, so many mm. of them, countless, countless lawsuits. And so many of them have been frivolous, which have gone away. And um, so, so we, but what it does do is it buys some time. And maybe yeah. part of the strategy is that it might buy him enough time to, um, to walk into the 2022 campaigns um, with still no decision. You know, if he just holds things up in court, in the meantime, Congress doesn't get to see these documents. For some reason, he doesn't want them to. Right. He's been, he's been gallivanting around the country, uh, making endorsement speeches for various uh, gubernatorial and Senate candidates, some of which have very uh, precarious, you know, very backgrounds which are questionable, including restraining orders. Uh, Herschel Walker, who was a Philadelphia Eagle running back, was really good, and Dallas Cowboy before that. But anyway, he is running for um, Senate in Virginia, and he's had abuse charges filed against him. He held a loaded gun against a girlfriend's temple. Um, right. And um, and this is the kind of character, the kind of person that our former president is going around endorsing. And oh, my uh, also a Senate candidate in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Uh, same thing in, in, in restraining orders placed against him, you know, claims of abuse and so forth. And these are the kind of people that, again, Nixon goes to Pennsylvania and says, oh, is this guy's Perel, whatever his name is, Perel. I think it is Pertle, Pertle, Pertle. Some yeah. I don't even care. I don't care what his name is. <laughs> I don't, uh, he doesn't deserve credit. It doesn't deserve his name to be mentioned, at least on the show. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but so we're watching that. Um, we're also watching, of course, what we've talked about. Um, the last show um, was the um, shooting of this poor cinematographer by Alec Baldwin in uh, in, uh, in New Mexico during the film uh, Lust. Not Lust. Yes. What's it called? Oh Rust, my I'm goodness! Sorry. Rust. It's been Rust. all over the headlines yeah. here, like absolutely crazy. What are they saying yeah. there, darling? Well. Um, the evidently the round that was in that gun were not the only rounds that were in weapons on that set. Yeah, they they um, said it was a real bullet, right? Um, as far as you know, they haven't that that haven't that, that's not definitive as of right now, but right. it looks that way. Yeah, and that, you know, because you know, other crew members have stated that the uh, Hannah Reed got to Gazirez, who was the lead armorer on the set, the person responsible uh, for all the weapons, whether they be props or, you know, or blank guns, whatever. I guess they're all considered props, but I, we went over what a real prop gun is the other day when we said a prop gun is really a, a plastic fake gun that has no, nothing to it whatsoever. And they, they uh, via special effects, give it the sound and the, and the feel and the look of a real gun. Um, that's what a prop gun is versus a blank gun, which is a real weapon loaded with blanks mm. instead of bullets, supposedly. And that's what was on the set of Rust. And what they're saying now is that the uh, the lead armorer, uh, Hannah Reed Gutierrez, was um, mishandling the weapons um, on a previous film project that she was also involved with. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, so that's not the first time that... Uh, that she has been, um, she hasn't been indicted, accused legally of anything, but but just what's, right. what's coming out. Um, okay. And they have not ruled out uh, criminal charges against Alec Baldwin. As right. Of yet they ruled them out. The district attorney is still considering that, 
And, you know, we have said on the show, uh, you know, since this first news first broke about this, that, uh, mm. you know, a woman died, a 40-year-old, you know, rising star, and a, and a mother and a husband and a friend and so forth uh, was killed by Alec Baldwin. Whether he yeah. had to or not, in the criminal sense, is uh, irrelevant in a way because we have what's called negligent manslaughter. There was no intent to kill or hurt this woman or hurt mm. the director behind it who was shot in the shoulder, I think, by the same bullet or another bullet. I don't really know how that happened. Um, but anyway, yeah. so, so I, you know, in, in my opinion, as I've expressed before, um, Alec Baldwin, hey, you know, they did a great job doing Trump on SNL and some other many, many films and TV shows. My God, the guy's got an incredible history. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Um, but, um, you know, he, he fired and discharged a weapon. Somebody was killed. And yeah, it, I imagine. You and me, and you or me, if, if we were walking down the street with what we thought was a blank gun, just having fun with it, and it went off and hurt somebody or killed somebody, would we be charged? Of course we would. Yeah, of course yeah. Charged. I imagine that that bullet, if if it if it went straight through um, the cinematographer, mm-hmm. and it's possible that the um, was it assistant director yeah, was assistant director, actually yeah. sat in one of those seats, possibly yeah. for it to end, Captain, end in the shoulder. I can only assume that was how it it went down. But I mean, they're they're saying here that they've recovered six hundred items of evidence, including yes. Three firearms, uh, 500 rounds of ammunition from the scene. Um, yeah, they're just saying we regard this specific spent casing and recovered projectile to be live round that was fired from the, the revolver by Mr. Baldwin. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a live uh, statement by Sheriff Mendoza. Um, and three people apparently handled the gun. Um they're saying the assistant director and armorer handled the firearm before Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're all, you know, giving statements and everything and been very um, helpful and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, mm. oh my goodness, it's crazy. This, this woman, this woman who is the head of armor, you know, the, all the armor and weapons on the set yeah. of Rust um, fired a, uh, a blank gun. Um, next to the actor Nicholas Cage in a previous project in which after uh, she fired a blank gun right right near him without warning and Nicholas Cage screamed make an announcement you just blew my fucking eardrums out he screamed and then uh, wow. he walked off angrily um, off that film project yeah yeah wow my goodness yeah, yeah. well they're saying that, uh, that it they're, they're prompting to call for better uh, regulations or, or ban the use of firearms on film sets. Um, mm. We shall see how that comes out. I don't know how that's going to play out in all fairness, let's face it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel sorry for Alec. He, I guess, you know, he's just as responsible as the other two people with the gun. If there are only three people handling the gun, all three of them should mm. be checking the weapon. Um Mm. I don't know. It's, it's easy for me to sit here and judge the situation yeah. that I know nothing yeah. about, that I'm not part of. I, I so. think what you're going to see, what you're going to see is is extreme. I mean, there were, I, I've been in, in on, on sets um, many in, in, since 2013 um, and uh, been around props and, and crew and cinematographers and grips and 
assistant directors and producers and so forth. Um, And I must say that safety has always been number one, number one. Nothing ever compromised uh, safety. I've been somebody who's also, we were in a bar scene in a TV show called Family Tools, which lasted seven episodes, I think, in in one of the bar scenes. Um, uh, One of the uh, workers... I don't know what his title was, was climbing up a ladder to adjust the light, and the whole thing came down. Bam. Didn't hit anybody, but the director, yeah. the director of the show said, see, that's why, you know, because he, he was worried that people were getting too close to this guy as he was climbing up the scaffolding of the ladder. It wasn't real high up. It was, it was actually in a bar restaurant where this thing was being uh, shot, so the ceiling wasn't tremendously high, but it did right. come down. Nobody, nobody got hurt, but the that was the oh, only thing I've ever seen where where, some, where there was something happened regarding safety that wasn't supposed to happen. But what I must say is, overall, overall, um, there are extreme measures taken regarding safety and making sure people don't get hurt, especially you know, stunt people and so forth. I mean, they're they're really, you know, you don't these episodes that you hear, although we've had seen them and heard of them before, especially now they're coming to to more to light the ones that have happened previously. Um, yeah, we're going to probably see even stricter measures. And I think what I've heard is that they're going to be doing away with all weapons, which a blank gun is a weapon and they're not yeah. going to use them at all anymore. And, and any scene that involves, you know, shoot 'em ups will all be done with special effects and prop guns and not, not real guns. I think that is something that probably should have been implemented yeah. a while ago, you know, um, but anyway, yeah. we'll see what happens, and you know we'll go on and on, and other other media sources and, and shows and radio shows have been talking about this at length, and uh, yeah. I guess join join yeah. join the party. Um, somebody died, you know, and yeah, um, and I, I think I think the only you know that that we can't change that. We can't we can't rewind the clock and 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 have no. Alec Baldwin not do that. So we yeah. have to let the process carry out, and we'll see what what that process is. My personal opinion is that he should be charged, and if he is is not guilty because of lack of intent and whatever else, and let a jury decide that, you know, in, the, in a court of law. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think you should be. Absolutely. I think you should be. I think you should be indicted uh, criminally. So, if he is, he is. If he's not, he will wait. You know, but I think he should be. Well, talking of the law, if we just flip the coin over from the public to the police, we've still got mm. more issues with the police over here in the UK. Oh no! Um, as, as you may recall, on our previous shows, I talked about major issues um, in headlines with police and people fearing them now and judging them and and not feeling safe since um, Sarah Everard's uh, death and uh, many other incidents come into light, especially with female police officers um, coming to the um, the headlines now, you know, saying things about, you know, the uh, male officers and how they treat them. Uh, A new Mm -hmm. um, thing's come to the light today. Um, a Metropolitan Police officer has uh, appeared in court for a rape, a rape charge. Mm-hmm. He's 28 years old, um, and he's been accused of raping a woman in a hotel in Liverpool Street, Central London, on Sunday. Um, this mm. isn't looking good for the police, let's <laughs> face it. I mean, it's just getting ridiculous now that so many of these officers are, have committed these crimes in such a short space of time. And we've never seen it like this, Andy. I've got to be honest. We've never seen it like this with the police force. No, I've never heard of it like you get the No, no mm-hmm. you get the odd case mm-hmm. pop up here and there, but they're few and far mm-hmm. between. And now all of a sudden, boom, mm. all these, you know, crimes being committed by police officers. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. So sorry, guys. But uh, Here yeah, there's been an um, indictment regarding a, a police who served a warrant 
on somebody um, uh, who had no criminal background. They served a warrant to this house and uh, uh, shot him 76 times. Oh, and, my um, goodness. And the eight officers on site have been indicted criminally and uh, been arrested. Um, oh. Yes. So we'll follow that up. Uh, you know, I just saw that this morning. All the details in front of me here. I can look them up, but uh, let's move on to something else. As we... <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, you, know, can... you know, the movie uh, a Squid Game. Yeah. We talked about that on Netflix. Uh, you know, yeah. Le- LeBron, you know, we have listeners around the world. Given that um, there's a, um, as we've talked about on the show previously, there's a, a Netflix hit, if you want to call it that, that's a, a, a production that's been on Netflix called Squid Game. It's a movie. It's a movie about an international. Um, it, well, it's a, it, it takes place in, in South Korea, and it's about uh, uh, the, the plot. Basically, is about a group of poor contestants who must pay a deadly. They, they got to play this game, this deadly competition, uh, based on children's games, in an attempt to get rich and get out of debt. And um, so, LeBron James, that came out publicly. He, he's a basketball star, you know, and he came out and said he hated the ending. <laughs> and of course, it went viral. Okay. <laughs> of course, he he hated the ending, and um, and the um, um, producers of the show said um, they're not going to change a thing and wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> but oh, fair enough. LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James' opinion of just liking the show's end made headlines in in CNN and other media. <laughs> so I don't like oh, the wow. ending. Ta-da. <laughs> well, fuck you, I did. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. One person who's famous speaks up, and then it's just like, wow. Well, that's why we can do anything about it. I mean, I can understand that to a certain degree. I mean, if you've just spent all that money and time investing in this, this idea, mm-hmm. this dream of a, what you're going to create, and then you've created what you think is a masterpiece. I mean, that's a judgment. Maybe they don't think that, but... You know, and then, you you know, mm-hmm. it's all there. It's all there. Why would you suddenly say, oh, no, yeah, actually, I will scrap the ending just because one person has come to the media and said, I don't like it. No, you wouldn't do that. Mm. You wouldn't. No. But, um, mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> but there's plenty mm-hmm. of things on Netflix and stuff that I thought as like bad endings. Like, you remember when we had uh, C1 on the show and we were talking about Netflix and I said that mm-hmm. I've watched many Netflix movies recently and they all had a theme of not really having an ending that kind of left you guessing, well, what the hell happens now? And that actually frustrates me. With one movie, I was like, okay, this is interesting. I can see why they've done that. Two, I was thinking, huh, okay. Three, four, five, okay, now mm. it's starting to pee me off a little. Because, you know, you <laughs> invest all your time and energy into into watching something that you, is telling a story and you want to know how that story ends. Um yeah. Some movies just work out better, just leaving it open like, oh, my God, that's exciting. Oh, I wonder if this happened. I wonder if that happened. But no, I just, I, I really did get fed up with Netflix at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they've changed it a little now because I noticed one of their recent ones. Oh, what was it? I can't remember what it was called. Forgive me. I think it was this woman Ooh. and this guy living in this house that he built. He's an architect. Stop me if you've seen it. Um and mm. I don't want to give too much away to our listeners. They'll probably know the name. Um, and yes. it, it turns out that her husband's not who she thought he was, and there was all this stuff going on, this crime 
that he was committing and it had mm. a, a really good ending actually and I was like whoa Netflix you brought it back woohoo yes <laughs> mm. so I was there we are my good books again <laughs> yes I love it um, yeah. oh you know yeah, I, yeah. I want to mention real quick that um, if anybody wants to join the show they can do so I keep forgetting to do this um, I just enjoy talking to you so much Amanda see um, our you. number <laughs> is uh, 515-605-9888 again 515-605-9888 you can also email us at Andy and Amanda show at gmail.com we'll send you a link you can join the show via the internet just make sure you have a headset and a microphone or whatever so you can communicate on the internet on our show and that's how you do that and visit our website. It's IndianAmandaShow.com, and you can dance. Uh, you can you can you can dance to our show um, <laughs> if you'd like to. You know, <laughs> you can go around circles, yes, do, do all sorts of dance. You can do some pirouettes, some ballet, and uh, and some break dancing, and a little bit of rap. Why why you're listening to the Andy and Amanda Show, and and, and do it do do a do a uh, what do you call it? a a, 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 a a uh, a bending round. Um, what do you call that thing? Um, ticky tacky, ticky ticky tack. Oh, TikTok push ups. Two push ups. <laughs> <laughs> Leg lifts. Bang your head on the wall. Oh, uh, that's a great um, idea, actually. Getting our listeners to do a dance to one of our shows and then send all your videos yeah. to us, and then we'll choose it's, what we think yes. is the most entertaining. That would be a lot of fun. Send your videos of you dancing to our show. Uh, there's probably a couple of candidates I can think of about now who might be winning, which I will not disclose how I know this right now, but I do know it. That there's some Ooh. people dancing to our show right now as we're talking, doing like, <laughs> like the, what the duck or whatever they call it, the duck. Uh, <laughs> the duck. <laughs> if you don't like it, I'm gonna whoop you. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, they're doing all sorts of dances and uh, and uh, so yeah, I think it's a great idea. At Andy Demander Show Dance Contest. Do a TikTok, Tic Tac, Tic, whatever you call it, and uh, send us the video at Andy and Amanda Show at gmail.com, and we'll select the winner, and the winner will be getting a very, very special gift. So, from our show. Oh, yes. And we would love to upload it on our Instagram as well and let you all our, uh, our listeners and followers see what we have chosen and how good your skills are. <laughs> yes, do that. Remember, you guys that are now. not serious. Maybe not. Yes, but, you know, are. hey. Uh, we are actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Um, the other thing we like to uh, mention real quick. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. I forgot. I, forgot. I, forgot. I was going to tell you this earlier and I forgot. Do you remember way back when, after the election, even now, um, mm-hmm. the Republicans were accusing Democrats of fraud and uh, voting twice and dead people voting and all these things. And that's why um, the election was stolen because all these uh, uh, Democrats voted illegally, the votes should have counted and they, they, they right? So yeah. Here's here's what so nothing was ever proven. There was nothing it was a handful of which happens every election, local, regional, national, whatever, you get a minuscule, I mean a handful. Hundreds of millions of people voting, you get a handful of, of people who commit uh, voting fraud. Handful. Hundreds of millions of votes. A handful of people, right? So is a major crime in this country? Of course it's not. You know, if you walk down the street and ask somebody, what's the major issues facing our country today? Do you think voter fraud would be even on the top, on their head anywhere? No, it would be the economy, it would be military, it would be defense, it would be, I don't know, whatever, whatever, you know, economy, I guess, is rules. Um, yeah. Anyway, it certainly wouldn't be voter fraud, right? So right. Um, they put out a reward, minimum $25,000 reward for anybody who could report 
somebody committing voter fraud. Right? This wow. is a reward. A okay. Reward. Okay. So here's what happens. I think this is down in the south. He was in Florida, actually. A person walked in to vote, and uh, the person said, "Hey, um, I want my, uh, you know, I want to vote for my son too, because he couldn't make it, and my my son would like would like to cast a vote." And I said, well, "You can't. Sorry, you can't do that. Your son has to come here in person." Oh, you know, he's all disheveled and said, oh, "Oh well, whatever." So later, the guy comes back. With the guy sitting at the desk who checks in the voters, and you walk in, and they look your name up in a book, and you check in, and you're there, and they register you've already voted, and well, you go through this process, whatever. Okay, so the guy comes back in a hoodie, looking yeah. down, and the person sitting behind the test desk to check him in because the guy says he's checking in as the, this man's son recognizes him and says, "Yo, dude, I know who you are. You're already here. You can't do that." Whoa. Right? Yeah. The guy who the guy checking him in got the minimum award of twenty five thousand dollars. This is a guy who committed fraud, caught red handed. They saw him. They took him away. He he tried to commit voter fraud. The person, the minimum award is twenty five grand. That's the minimum, right? If they led to something that would show that somebody committed fraud down the road, this guy was caught red handed. You think that would be the top award, not the minimum award, right? Yes. Well, yeah. that's the minimum award, and uh, why? Because when they set this whole program up. They were probably looking for Democrats. Guess what this guy was? He was Republican. Right. Okay. Right? True hmm. story. I'm not making that up. True story. Absolutely happened. Absolutely happened. Okay. Amazing, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yes, it is. It, mm-hmm. it really is. My goodness. And then we have a case of the blind leading the blind when it comes to the to the uh, Gabby Petito and Brian uh, Laundry uh, soap opera. I mean, the tragic death there, and I mean, it's just been an unbelievable story that everybody's yeah. been following around the world. Yeah. Um, and you want to hear an adventure of the blind leading the blind? Investigators confused Brian Laundry's mother for him while watching her home. She she took the car away, came back, had a baseball cap on, and they thought it was him. He was gone. No. He was already gone. He was in that re- wildlife reserve. He had already left. He wasn't even in the house. Oh, there he is. He walked back in the house. There he is. He's home. In the meantime, he was gone. He was wow. out. He was already committed suicide or in that reserve or doing whatever he did there. To you know, I don't know what we don't know what happened to him, but obviously he's not. He somehow died. But anyway, oh my goodness. So so yeah. they they it was the mother. It was his mother. Oh, there he is. That's him. Wow. Oh, God. My goodness. Oh, it's right. so frustrating. You know, reading hmm. and hearing about these things, it's like you just want to bang people's heads together, don't you, and say, come on now. <laughs> uh, I, just, I mean, this, this, that case is still being dragged through, isn't it? And and it's yeah. still being talked about in big ways, and there's people kicking off about it and mm-hmm. lots of people falling out over it. it I Wow, well, I mean... People just, mm-hmm. I think we need to relax a little and, and step back from a lot of this stuff. You know, going back when I couldn't, I was one of those people that just couldn't handle the news. I went through a stage in my mm-hmm. life where I just could not watch it, uh, talk about it, because it was so negative. It had such a huge impact on me. And I got to admit, it wasn't until we started doing this show that I was able to to appreciate it from a new angle. And guys, we go over the news so often on each episode and it does. Sometimes you get those moments of weakness where it really just captivates you and you feel yourself sinking into it. And it's like, you know, you feel lower and lower and lower. And then you have to bring yourself back from it um, because you end up, you know, get all those feelings inside about a, a certain piece of news or, 
you know, it, it just really gives you some disturbing thoughts and, and makes you feel slightly anxious or whatever it is. But, um, you know, if, if mm-hmm. anything, this has taught me to learn to detach from it. And I think that's so very important with everything that's going on in this world right now. You know, yeah, be concerned. Do what mm-hmm. you can to make some changes if you need to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But try to find that level of detachment where we're not fighting each other over things and, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Because this world can eat you up alive. It truly can. And uh, we've mm-hmm. got to learn to keep a level head with everything. Right, Andy? You do. You do. Yeah. We do. We yeah. do. <laughs> Let's take a look. A media statement came out by the um, by the CDC and expanded eligibility for COVID-19 booster shots. Um, they did on October 21st. And, uh, mm. uh, for, uh, um, and basically, this is for the Pfizer, BioNTech, um, or Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. And they right. uh, isolated groups that are eligible for a booster shot at six months or more after their initial series. In other words, six months after your second, after your second vaccine, six months after that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, the eligibility is 65 years or older. Okay. Age 18 plus who live in long-term care facilities or settings. Hmm. Age 18 plus who have underlying medical conditions. Right. Age eight, 18 plus who have not yet had sex. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> age, age 18 plus <laughs> who work or live. <laughs> age 18 plus who work or live. And it's got to be more than oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they work or live. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Only on the Andy Vander Show. We call it Truth Radio. Um, 18 plus who um, um, who work. Oh, here it is. Who work. I knew it was somewhere. Who work or live in high risk settings or high rise buildings. High rise buildings. Mm-hmm. What? 18 plus. Who work or live in a high-rise building? Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that? So let's get this straight first. If you if you you need a booster shot, if you're 18, you work or live, you have not had sex, or you live in a high-rise building. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 15 million people who I've just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. and, and also those who received the Johnson and Johnson uh, um, or the Smith Barney or the um, what's it called? No, the Johnson and Johnson. Smith Barney's investment firm, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's, yeah, so, so, it's the, so it's the Johnson and Johnson. We'll get it straight here. Not the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, not Smith Barney. Smith Barney's. A, I'm just confusing my headlines here. Johnson and Johnson, single shot. You should get a booster yeah. if you're 18 or older, right? Or if you if if you were vaccinated two or more months ago, because that was a single dose thing. It probably should have been a two dose thing. They try to you know say, hey, single dose it works. Ah, it's the lowest of all, lowest of all. And also if, you, if just two months ago you, you should get a booster. You should have gotten two initially. It doesn't matter if they said one. But anyway, nobody knew. So and it, it's not like you're going to get COVID suddenly if you only, if you had that shot. So right. um, so no no worries. But there are now booster recommendations for all three available COVID-19 vaccines in the United States. Eligible individuals may choose which vaccine they receive as a booster dose, which is kind of cool. 
right? Yeah. Okay. So, so in other words, if I got if I got the the Pfizer, I can now get a tetanus shot as my as my booster. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Only on the Andy Demander show. Who else could could actually look behind the headlines and give you the real story underneath all this stuff? Who? Where else could you go? What resource? You know what I'm saying? This is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. But the CDC Uh, really though the CDC recommendations are um, they do not really allow for the mix and match of uh, uh, booster shots. So if you got a if you got a Modelo, don't have a Sam, uh, um, Sam Adams afterward. Keep stay on the Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I can just imagine how many people would be sat there. Don't don't have a Corona conversation. You had a Sam Adams. Do not have a Corona as your next round. Have a key, stay with the Sam Adams. Or if you had a Modelo, stay with Modelo. That's simple. That's simple. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But there, are, there are uh, millions of people. Uh, they're saying who will benefit from the additional uh, protection. They said the same thing about condoms, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. However, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But you know, really, unvaccinated people should get vaccinated first of all because uh, you hear all these rumors of that are based on lies and conspiracy and fiction uh, about how it can hurt you and about how people die from it and so forth. And uh, Well, I was going to say, there's, there's people pretty much dying from all sorts of vaccines and medications and, and all sorts, you know. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's so rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happens. You can't say it doesn't, never happens, right? But it, no. it, the, the, you know, I'm just going to say if, if a thousand people received vaccine A, less than one person in terms of percentages or ratio, less than one human being will die from that vaccine. So the percentage of deaths from COVID vaccines from people who've died after being vaccinated is 0.0017. So, because, you know, 180 million people have been vaccinated and the deaths have been minimal. However, we must also further state that those deaths did not occur from as a result of getting the COVID vaccine. Right. There were underlying conditions that precipitated that death, that, that those people probably would have died eventually from whatever that was, that, you know, that underlying disease. Um, yeah. There, if there are exceptions, which there may indeed be, you're talking a handful from 150 some odd million people who have been vaccinated. How many of us around the world received a tetanus, a mumps, a measles, a polio, a whooping cough, a meningitis, and the list goes on and on and on and on without questioning it. Yeah. Did you Before you got your tetanus shot, when you, uh, you got accidentally got a nail or some kind of splinter, and they said, you better go get a tetanus shot. When was the last time you had it? Well, it's been since I was a kid. Well, you better go just go ahead and get a tetanus shot just to make sure. Do you say, you know, let yeah. me see the records of how many people died after they got a tetanus shot. Let, let, me, look, let me look at those numbers. Mm, wow, 7,000 people. Eight, nine, whoa, look at the number. 9,000 people died after getting a tetanus shot. Ten, I'm just making a number up. 9,000 people, 10. <laughs> I'm not getting yeah. a tetanus shot. No way. When those nine or 10,000 people died anyway, unfortunately, yeah. but they got something. Yeah. wasn't a tetanus shot, but suddenly, and who are these people for the most part? They're Trumpies. 
Trump got vaccinated. Yeah. Trump was vaccinated. Even though he had COVID, he still got vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't, true, I don't actually. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's true. That's very, very true. Excuse me while I clear my throat. You're I'll not have to mute my mic for that one. No. <laughs> and, yes, and you got um, people like yeah. our friends over on Salem Radio Network, this guy named Dennis Prager, um, out there saying this whole COVID thing, this whole vaccine is one great big lie perpetrated by the United States government. And he's on the radio talking to a national audience. And he's got this bogus, phony Prager University thing where he's got all these videos that talk about life from a far extremist right vantage point. And, oh, take, you know, go to Prager U, learn the videos, learn these things. The whole, nobody should get vaccinated. The whole thing's a lie. The whole thing's a, is a, is a farce. The, unbelievable. And he's, and, yeah. and he's get paid. He's, I'm sure he's a member of the Ag for SAG Union, the SAG Ag for uh, Entertainers Union, a, a TV and film radio personalities union. Um, but that's beside the point. But there, you know, he's out there saying on national radio <clears throat> and uh, streaming shows, which means gives him an international audience, like we have here on our show. We have an international audience as well. We're streamed around the world, um, and he gets paid probably a pretty good paycheck. Um, and he gets behind a microphone and he pontificates lies. Absolute yeah. lies, flat out yeah. lies. And, and, and wow. what happens, and I've talked about this on the show previously as well. If you get enough people to agree on something, that agreement becomes a basis of a truth or a reality in their world. Because you get enough people that agree. Yeah. How do we know that even, um, how do we know God exists? How do we know that, that there is a God? Because a billion people agree that there is. Yeah. Right? No yeah. no other reason than that. No other reason than that. That's the only reason. Yeah. There's no other reason. There's no basis for it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can say, well, how this whole world, I don't want to get into that right now. Obviously, we have, and we will again. But, uh, oh, the universe get here. How did we get here? How did the world get created? And this is too amazing. And da-da-da. Well, hey. There's billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of planets. Think we're the only one with life in the entire, <laughs> entire infinity, in, in, infinity, symphony, entire uh, era. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 <Solar> system, <laughs> infinite. <laughs> I'm trying to think out what you're going for that. <laughs> crazy i remember it scared the crap out of me and all my friends were talking about it and they'd start doing that one two fred is coming for you we'd all try and freak each other right and i wouldn't sleep properly at night and all that that stuff i i, I anyway, love the uh yeah. I, I love the um the theme song for the you know for the uh for the uh for that um it was it was amazing i love the, the music 
was incredible. We have yeah. a clip of it here. We have a, we have a clip here. Ooh. Yeah. shovel right mm-hmm. here. I've been getting mm-hmm. my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, from ScreenRant.com, I managed to find 30 um, secrets of behind the scenes of the making of Nightmare on Arm Street. So we'll go from 30 to number one. Um, mm. And they're, they're quite short, so it's not going to take too long. So we've got at number 30, real life events inspired the story. Ooh, okay. So it says, while A Nightmare on Elm Street is a work of fiction, real-life events did inspire the story. For the story itself, Craven was inspired to make the movie after hearing about a boy who passed away in his sleep after having nightmares in an article from the LA Times. As for Freddy, Craven crafted the maniac's name after a boy who used to beat him up in elementary school. Really? Craven, yeah. Craven further explained in Never Sleep Again that he also based Freddy off of a man who once stood outside his window and purposely scared him at a young age. Oh, my goodness. Mm. That's not nice. Wow. Mm. Number 29. Heber... How? Mm. I just write the name. Lackingham? Lackingham? Heber Lackingham. That was... Was Ron Jeremy in that movie? Ooh. You know, I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, well, Heather mm. was stalked mm-hmm. uh, by a mm-hmm. real fan when Wes Craven mm. returned to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise for New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. He brought Freddy back by having him invade people's dreams in the real world. To elaborate, mm. Heather played Heather Lagenkamp, Robert England played Robert England, etc. Before yeah. Freddy was fully revealed in New Nightmare, Langenkamp was being stalked by a crazed fan. What's even more chilling is that the documentary Never Sleep Again revealed that Lagenkamp was actually being stalked in real life and Craven decided to include it in the story of the film. Oh, that poor girl. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay, that's mm. not nice, Wes Craven. Mm. Uh, number 28. Wes Craven's daughter got Johnny Depp his first acting gig some people might know, but the original, A Nightmare on Elm Street, was actually Johnny Depp's acting debut. Depp landed the role of Glenn Lance, who was Nancy Thompson's boyfriend and her neighbor across the street. While it might not be a secret to everyone that Depp started his acting career in horror, it may surprise them that Wes Craven's daughter was actually responsible for choosing him. Wes Craven explained in the documentary Never Sleep Again, the Elm Street legacy that he thought Depp looked sort of sickly and pale, but his daughter thought that Johnny Depp was beautiful, so he got cast for the movie. Oh. Wow. Wow. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, number yeah. 27. They started mm-hmm. Freddy's Revenge without Robert England. So anybody who is a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street series knows that the movies would have not been what they were without Robert England. Wes Craven crafted something extraordinary in 84. The filmmakers later derailed quite a bit from his original vision when the second movie, Freddy's Revenge, was being filmed. The filmmakers didn't yet know that England was crucial to the story. 
This caused them to begin filming scenes with an extra in a mm. rubber mask, but it quickly wow. became apparent that they had to bring England back. Hmm. Um, wow. Physics, Jennifer Rubin accidentally stabbed Robert England. Ooh, really? Okay. Yeah. Really? In uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, an entirely new cast brought into play teams at a mental hospital called themselves Dream Warriors. They got this name after Nancy Thompson, convinced them that they were strong enough to battle Freddy in their dreams. One of these teenagers was named Tyrin, Tyrin and was played by mm. Jennifer Rubin. She and Freddy have an elaborate dream sequence where Tyrin attacks Freddy with switchblades. Rubin confessed mm. in the documentary Never Sleep Again, the Elm Street legacy that she actually accidentally stabbed Robert England for real in one of their fight sequences. Ooh. Mm. Um, mm. 25, Patricia Arquette didn't return, possibly because of money. That's really? A bit boring, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I guess he was boring. just That's under yeah. skip that one. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. 24, the MPAA cut out a lot of scenes in the Dream Child. When it comes to horror movies, filmmakers and editors have to be careful with how much score they show on screen, even if the mm. special effects department no. creates a stunning scene for a movie. I know, right? It could get cut in order to avoid an X rating. When it came to A Nightmare what? on Elm Street 5, the Dream Child... A lot of the movie had to be cut out thanks to the MPAA. The director of the movie, Stephen Hopkins, admitted in Never Sleep Again that the film had to be recent. Oh, no, ah. sorry. Yeah, resent. No, recent. <laughs> the film had yeah. to be resent to the MPAA around 20 times because they kept cutting scenes out. Um, 23, they had a real funeral for Freddy. When filmmakers were working on Freddy's Dead Final Nightmare, they really did think that this would be Freddy's last item. They marketed the movie with the premise that Freddy would be gone for good, hence the title. <clears throat> Obviously, that wasn't the case, but they pulled out all the stops when it came to marketing for Freddy's Dead. In order to promote the movie and the fact that it was really the final nightmare, the filmmakers host a funeral for Freddy Krueger with several of the cast and crew members attending. Jeez. Wow. Mm. Uh, mm. Pinhead was originally at the end of Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What? Well, really? Yeah. Supposedly, um, hmm. Freddy versus—I don't think you've seen that one. Freddy versus Jason never stood a chance at becoming an Oscar-nominated movie, but the film achieved what fans wanted it to. Wait a minute! I yes. never saw. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Freddy versus yeah. Jason was a—I never heard of that. No. That would have been cool to see. So Jason yeah. from Halloween versus Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Wait, did I... That was... when? when what year is it? I, I may... It, it rings a bell. 2003. Hmm. Um, it rings a bell. It's probably pretty crappy. Most of them after the first one were all crappy, as I recall. Oh, I know, right? You know, the sequels never way. make... You know, they, they, they have a hit and they try to go ahead and milk it for all they can and make all these sequels. And we all know that. That's no secret. Must yeah. there, there, there's some exceptions, you know, the Star Wars trilogy was, was known to have, you know, wow, Star Trek, you know, um, yeah. but, um, you know, they, they make uh, a movie and they try to, you know, like, you yeah. remember Gone with the Wind? Yes. Remember that? that you know, then they came out with Drowning in the Rain. Yeah. Never really worked. Never worked. No. Gone, <laughs> gone with the Wind. <laughs> Never really worked. Yeah, very good, very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I like that one. Do you, do you remember Richard Gere, yeah. French lieutenant? Do you remember Richard Gere's French lieutenant's woman? 
the movie. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, they tried to yeah. see, they tried a sequel of that Russian soldiers Russian soldiers' wife didn't work. Yeah. Oh. Russian, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no so uh, yeah. Pinhead from Hellraiser was supposed to show up and ask Freddie and Jason what they were fighting about. Um, it would have been an incredible ending, but sadly, New Line Cinema didn't own the rights to the character, which meant mm. it had never been. Ah. Mm. Uh, Twenty-one. Freddie did a music video with Dokken. Dokken. I don't know how you pronounce it. With who? Eighties horror movies and music. Mm. I don't know where they're from. Mm-mm. They did it in nineteen eighty-seven, apparently. Okay, mm. that's cool. Uh, number 20, Freddy's dentures fell into Toy Newkirk's mouth. That's <laughs> 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 ah, so funny. For the final <laughs> scene, a robotic hand comes out of her desk at school before Freddy appears and literally sucks the light out of her by giving a kiss. <laughs> okay, okay oh all right. God. Number 19, Johnny Depp and Alice Cooper had cameos in Freddy's Dead. Okay, that's fair enough. 18, mm. Miko Hughes got to keep the playground and Rex. Okay. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. That was in A New Nightmare. So I guess and he got to keep mm. the set. 17, mm-hmm. Monica Keener was terrified of Freddy Krueger as a child. Um, mm. So when it came wow. out in 94, it horrified a lot of people who saw it. Monica Keener admitted in a documentary, No Sleep Again, that she was actually terrified of Freddy when she was a child. She explained that seeing Freddy in the original movie traumatized her, and for years she had to look at a photo of Robert England next to a picture of Freddy Krueger before she went to sleep so that she remembered mm. Freddy wasn't real. Oh! Mm. <sighs> mm. Uh, 16. Freddy's weapon and sweater were meticulously thought out. Excellent. We'll skip that one. 15. The writer of The Walking Dead worked on Dream Warriors. Oh! Okay, mm. that's pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, 14, mm. Robert England was very talkative. Really? So are we. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, 13, Robert <laughs> Shea used to use the Nintendo Power Glove, even though Nintendo said no. Oh, it's that's huh. in um, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Okay, so he yeah, used yeah. the Nintendo joystick thing, power glove or something huh. like that then, and they said, yeah. no, no, you can't use it. Right, okay. Twelve, the beginning of a new nightmare was a tribute to Roman Polanski's repulsion. Okay. Mm. Uh, Craven confirmed in a documentary that it, the scene near the beginning of a new nightmare where the walls are splitting apart is actually a tribute to Polanski's repulsion. In repulsion, when the main character, Carol, begins to go mad, the walls in her bedroom start to split. Okay, mm. I get it. Number 11, mm. the director of Freddy vs. Jason thinks Freddy won. Wow. Mm. Okay, fair enough. 10, David Warner almost played Freddy. Excellent. Really? Uh, nine. Yes, wait, wait, apparently. Wait, wait. Oh, wow. You want to know more about huh. that one? Uh, yeah, tell me. It wow, says, is that right? While Robert England has become synonymous with the role of Freddy Krueger, he actually wasn't the first choice. Actor David Warner oh. was originally cast in the first, A Nightmare on Elm Street, but he dropped out at the last minute due to a prior engagement. Craven revealed in a documentary that he originally envisioned Kruger as an old man, which is reflected by early makeup design to Warner. Even though Warner could have been a great, could have, sorry, could have been great in the role, it's unlikely that he would have been able to outperform Robert England. Oh, whoa, okay. whoa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Move on. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Wow. Peter Jackson mm-hmm. wrote a draft for Elm Street Six. Okay. Good on you, Peter. 
number eight, Wes Craven never wanted a sequel, but worked on two of them. Right. Mm. Mm. Uh, Craven ultimately didn't get his way, and Freddy was featured in seven sequels and a remake. That oh, was his whole okay. living. Oh, yeah. Didn't he, he also, didn't he later came out with his own spooky TV show, like a, a guy who played the, what's his name, Robert England? He came out with a, I remember, I, I, things are coming back to me now about that. You know, it's been a long time, you know, it was early mm. 2000s, late 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 94, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. um, around about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, producer Robert Shea has a cameo in several of the sequels. Mm. Um, it says that in a documentary, it is clear that Robert Shea had a crucial role in making A Nightmare on Elm Street a reality. Shea basically mortgaged his entire life to make the movie. The New Line Cinema was depending on a nightmare on Elm Street to mm. be a box office hit in order to stay afloat. After success, Sorry, success of the first film. Shay stayed on to produce all seven sequels and even got to act in several of the movies. He got to play a newsreader, bartender, lecturer, ticket seller, himself, and a principal. In total, he acted in six of the films and once in the TV show. Okay, uh, mm. number six. The Freddy Snake in Dream Warriors was a giant puppet. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah, really. Mm. Right. Five. Mm. Rick fights yeah, really. Invisible Freddy. Right <laughs> yes, because they ran out of money. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Fair enough. Huh. Uh, four. Robert England accidentally gave Leslie Dian a scar. Oh, bless her. The scene but, in question is towards the end of the movie when Freddy closes his gloved hand and hits Tracy mm. with the back of his glove. Even though it's completely an accident, Dian says she still has the scar to this day. Really? Bless her. Yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of neat souvenir from the movie. Wouldn't it? It's like, wow, I got this scar on this movie. Wow. What a story. Mm. Yeah. Bless her, though. Right on the face. I got some Uh, scars from movies, but not not the kind we're talking about here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, No, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I understand, darling. I understand. Uh Uh Cue the sad music. (laughs) (laughs) bless you sweetie okay Mm. number three they scared young Miko Hughes on purpose so even for the real people working on a Nightmare on Elm Street series Robert England was likely still scary when he put on the makeup since he got so into his character for child actors it's probably even worse since they are encountering the character of Freddy at such a young age for Miko Hughes, not all of his screams and jumps in the nightmare were fake. In Never Sleep Again, England explained that he purposely hid and jumped out to scare Hughes for a scene towards the end of the movie with Craven's approval, of course. Aww. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, they had a mm-hmm. press, com- press conference for Freddy versus Jason fight. Wow. Um, mm. Yeah, fans of boxing matches know that the fighters have televised press conference where the fighters weigh in and talk about upcoming match. When it came mm-hmm. to promoting Freddy versus Jason, they actually had a press conference with Freddy mm. Cooper and Jason Burhees. Wow. Mm. It was held in Las Vegas and included the pre-fight weigh-in, trash talking, and questions from the audience. That's a pretty cool marketing idea, isn't it? Oh, Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That is, that we is really try cool. We, we should try it. Yeah. 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 That that's uh yeah. Uh, apparently cool. also uh, Robert England cut his hand when he first tried on the glove. Mm. Um he they used more than 500 gallons of fake blood. Uh the original mm. script Freddy was a child molester. Oh my goodness. 
Wow. That's no, awful. It is. It is. I can see why uh, you would change that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. However, since there's been a string of child molestation cases around California at that time, Wes Craven changed it so that the child murderer to avoid being accused of exploiting the real life cases. Well, that that was a good idea. Um, yeah. Apparently, the original script had a traditional happy ending. Um, mm. where he was defeated and everything goes back to normal. But the producer, Robert Shea, came up with a plot twist in which a happy ending is revealed to be another nightmare, leaving the door open for sequels. Um, it took three hours yeah. to do his makeup. Mm. Mm. Ralph three Ma- hours. Ma- yeah. So Ralph Machio, yeah. is that his name? The one who plays Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he was considered for the role of Tina's boyfriend. Oh, well. Um, mm. Yeah. That's, mm. you know, yeah, mm. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, well, the script was inspired by real deaths. Wow. Whoa. You know. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Nickelback, about pop. I like it the way that you pop. I like it the way that you pop. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's creepy. Mm, it you. says, okay. just for that last part, sweetheart, oh, sorry, before we end this, Wes Craven's <laughs> concept for A New Nightmare on Elm Street was inspired by real news stories of people dying in their sleep. After fleeing from Pol Pot's reign to America, a group of Southeast Asian refugees started dying in their sleep, one by one, during terrible nightmares. The last survivor stayed awake for as long as he could. Eventually, he drifted off from exhaustion, had a nightmare, woke up screaming, and died. The coroners were unable to ter- determine the cause of death, which fascinated Craven enough to develop a screenplay from it. Wow. Huh. Wow. Blow my mind. There we go. Hey, Halloween is approaching. Speaking of, of, of behind the scenes and scary movies, that was something. That was a that was a that was a smash hit, obviously. I don't think yeah. the sequels did as well as the original one. As I said, they, they rarely do, but uh, I do remember it, and it was it was a it was a film you see and you don't forget it. Uh, it was pretty uh, pretty gross, pretty gory, pretty scary, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but a good film yeah 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 um well, that was fun anyway we're we're gonna get kicked off of here uh pretty soon we're um this is the andy demanded program we want to thank all of our listeners and um website visitors and blog talk radio forward slash andy demanded show visitors and you know instagram facebook all we're all over the place right so yeah. you can hit us up wherever you want to you'll find us and uh Thanks for listening. Tell somebody. Absolutely. Tell 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 one person. Tell one person in your life. Anybody. Tell one person that you listened to the Andy Demanda show. We should get bumper stickers, and they should too. That would double our numbers if everybody it told would. one more person. Right. And numbers are pretty good, but but not where we want them to be because we're going to take this show to the commercial airwaves, whether it be satellite radio or terrestrial radio or broadcast radio. We're headed there. So and we'll talk more about that down the road somewhat, but that's where we're going. And, and you'll know where you heard this show first on the Internet Talk Radio, Block Talk Radio. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Call the show anytime in the future, 515-605-9888. We are live Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from 12 noon to 1, sometimes 1.30. And um, we appreciate your calls and your following and your listening and your podcast viewing, whatever it might be, or listening, however you hear the show. We are very appreciative of that. So thank you. Being said, Absolutely. all that stuff we're supposed to say, which we did, all yours, man, <laughs> to get us the heck out of here. And we'll see everybody okay. on Friday.
All right, my darling. So on behalf of Annie Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love, here in the UK, thank you to our listeners for joining. We love you and adore you. Keep supporting us. We really need you. And uh, catch us again on Friday, another day closer to Halloween. Woohoo! Um, yes. See you then. Have a good one. I love you. You love me. We're best friends like friends Yes, we are. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see everybody on Friday. Take care. Bye.